Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that what we discuss are our own thoughts and opinions. Just remember, we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Let's do this. at the ready. Wands at the ready. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the BFF Bookcast. Is this number five? This is number five. Wow. And this is a book club bookcast episode, so we got some funny feelings about this one. We do. I wasn't using that line! (laughs) (laughs) I think that I highlighted... um, She uses it in the book. She highlighted it, so I'm sure that I'll probably read all of the quotes that I highlighted because I'm mildly, and by mildly I mean very obsessed with this one. Like, insanely obsessed. Like, ridiculously obsessed. Yes. Yeah, so um, yeah. So the book that we're going to be talking about, reviewing, discussing today is Funny Feelings by Tara DeWitt. Um, so the story follows Farley um, Jones and Meyer Harrigan. Um, both are comedians. Farley is currently a comedian. Meyer was a comedian, and now he is working as Farley's manager. Um, they kind of met by chance at a comedy club where Meyer was hosting a birthday party for his daughter. Um, Farley kind of walked in off the street in the rain and immediately had a connection with Meyer's daughter, Hazel, who is deaf. Um, and Farley knows uh, sign language. Basically, at that point, they become very good friends. <laughs> Katie, don't choke on your water. <laughs> I know it's a funny story, and my synopsis is being very long-winded right now. No, so anyway, so um, they become very good friends um, through like over the course of three years. But Farley is secretly in love with Meyer. Um, I think he's about ten years older than her. Yes. Um, they they flirt a little bit back and forth, but it, it always comes off like a joke. She's always like tries to play it off like it's a joke, and that she's not serious about it. He kind of does the same thing. Um, but they decide to start fake dating, one of our favorite tropes. Favorite trope. Um, basically to help promote her and get her some more attention because she will be going on tour um, with two of her favorite female comics. So they want to cause, you know, they want to create some buzz. So the two of them decide that they're going to fake date. Um, and, you know, they might fall in love a little bit. I was thought, I thought you were going to say... Chaos ensues. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't I w- think we can move on from a synopsis of Teresa's if without I, that line. That's how I close them all out. Yes. Um, am I forgetting anything? I feel like that's I, you know pretty much it. They're kind of like really well. between my the three of them, you know, Meyer, Farley, and Hazel. They're a cute little family, even before family. they're together. And then when they get together, you're rushing it. They're an even cuter little I know. family. We know Teresa was beyond obsessed. I mean, I was obsessed also, but you read it in a day. It was over the weekend, though. I read it in six hours. She also speed reads. But a little bit more about Tara DeWitt. Yes. Who, what an angel. She's awesome. This is her second book. Yes. Rootbound is book one. Um, but there's, it's not a series. No, they're standalone. just her second book that she's released, which is Funny Feelings. And then there is a third coming as well. And it is called, um, I don't know. Off the top of my head. <laughs> it is coming out in the fall, I the believe. Co-op. I believe October. Yeah, October. Um, and it's love and construction. So I mean, at this point, after Funny Feelings, I will she read can't any, write anything bad. No. Everything is going to be gold. I already downloaded Rootbound. Um, both Funny Feelings and Rootbound are both on Kindle Unlimited. Yes. So um, if you are on a budget like we are, yes. Which the budget didn't work because no. I read it on Kindle Unlimited and I ordered it. So you yelled at Mary. I did. Um, Mary read it a few months ago, and I was like, "Oh, should I read this?" And she was like, it was really good. And I was like, do I need to buy it or should I read it on Kindle Unlimited? And she was like, oh, because I was at a, I, I'm trying to budget. And she was like, just download it on Kindle Unlimited. And, and I finished. And yelled at her the minute you finished. You're like, how did you tell me that I did not need to buy this? Yeah. So now we're in a fight and she's blocked from the group chat. Teresa's kidding. If you haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> Teresa just exudes sarcasm. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I gave this five. This is going to be a top reading. Yeah, absolutely. It was my cheeks hurt. 
from smiling so much. It and made I belly me laughed throughout like most of it. It made me so happy. So happy. Like the happiest of human beings. And I loved so Meyer is explained in the beginning. He's kind of like so actually I don't want to get into like quotes that I love yet, but I like this quote specifically how Farley um how she describes him and this is only four percent and she says he's my he's not my rock. He's my hammock. He holds and cocoons me in the shade on a summer day. Not that he's actually aware of this. No, he, I mean, no, he has no idea. But I loved how in the beginning you kind of get this more like stoic Meyer. He's like a little standoffish, not towards Farley, but just like in general. Um, he comes off like a little cold. She's like always trying to get smiles out of him. He's like very like, he's not quick to smile. He's not quick to laugh. Um, and she try, always tries to coax him out of him. But by the end, he's like, compl- once they're together, like, his, like, world, like, blossoms. But I kind of feel like he did that on purpose because you do come to find out that he fell for her early on also. So mm-hmm. they both were in love with the other without the other knowing. Yep. Though she maybe presented a bit more in, like, the jokes or a couple comments here along the way, he really remained reserved. And yes. most of it was because he didn't want to mix business and pleasure, but also to protect his daughter, Hazel, because Hazel and... Um, Farley obviously have an insane connection yes. as well, which I thought was just. I loved the dynamic a, with Hazel. I loved that child so much. Yes. I do like a single dad trope as well. Yes. Most times. No, no, I do. I I like a single dad trope. There is um, not to get off topic, but it's not the book's not great. It's just um, a very like easy smutty read. But um, to hate Adam Connor hmm. um, is a single dad trope that. I, I, I fell for it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm weird about, like, age gap single Same. dad stuff. Um, but 10 years is... No, no. Like 10 years is nothing. Years I'm more of a, like, I don't... The whole, like, 50-year-old man, like, 20-year-old girl, like, does not do it for me. Um, this was everything. This was literally everything. I love a man who's 10 years older than me. Same. That's nothing. It's nothing. That's basically Chris Evans. I mean, he's, like, 8 years older. So, speaking of Chris Evans, I was going to bring this up. You you guys oh. spoke about it in the book, in the chat, but I kind of almost, I don't want to say I envisioned him as Chris Evans, but I, I feel like I was kind of channeling his features but with darker hair, whereas obviously you well, envisioned him as Chris Evans. So I envision, I mean, I do this a lot, but I know I was envisioning him as Chris Evans. Um, there's a movie called Gifted where he, um, Chris becomes like the primary caregiver to his like young niece. That was kind of the vibe that Meyer was giving me a little bit, but I was picturing like Chris Evans um, in Avengers Infinity War with like the longer hair and beard. Yeah. That's how That's, I was picturing yeah. Meyer. And just a darker color. Yes. And then That's I went on Tara's TikTok and she had like an aesthetic video and Chris Evans was the aesthetic. Like you, so she, I, she knew, she wrote this for me. That, but like. I think it just goes to show about her writing as well that that's what because we didn't even talk about who we were envisioning and we never really do no but we you guys were saying that you and Mary and then I feel like I was like whoa this is what kind of like what I was thinking. yeah and it's not weird for me to envision Chris Evans so like for you to say that means that it was it was written that way almost. yeah I was picturing every mannerism I was picturing him he's just I love that Farley was counting how many times he touched her. Yes. Like, and not like touched in like a dirty way, but like a hand touch, a shoulder touch. Yes. She was like, he's touched me four times today. I know. And I was like, like so cute. Uh, it's totally what you do in the yes. beginning of like any type of crush, yes. I feel like. And also, I mean, she is a comedian and she was fucking funny. I like, Tara DeWitt is her. so funny. Yes. For writing Farley the yes. way that like, she did. I need Tara DeWitt to do some stand up because it was so be good. I rolled. I was laughing so hard that my husband came out of the bedroom to be like, what is going on? When she got out of the pool and she was yes. wearing the bathing suit with the hairy nipples, the beer belly, then she turned around had the hair hairy back yep. and the butt crack. I lost it. That is, like, it was everything. And she's like, legit straight face, like, oh, yeah, I wear this because, like, my neighbor checks me out in the pool. So yeah. So that's what I put on today. And Meyer, like, is, like, in love with her. She's like, it. there's no way he can be in love with me. He probably doesn't think I'm sexy. Like, I, she, like, tells, like, a lot of, like, like lewd jokes, like, fart jokes, diarrhea jokes, sex jokes. And she's like, there's no way that he would ever find me sexy. I'm disgusting. Mind you, he, like, and literally he, from the side of the stage whispers, I, I love, love you. you. 
Wait, no, we can't get there yet. I can't. (laughs) I'm both laughing, smiling, and hurting. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. It's so when he like when he like says that when he's like he's like when he watches her he bounces. I love you to her, and she has no idea. It's it just like. I've, I, oh my god! It just it destroyed me, like body. in the best way. Yes, I like threw my body across. Yes, the like I need to marry this man. I mean, the also like I was, I just she like she was talking about like, she like farted in front of him too, like the Brussels sprout fart comment. Yeah, like she didn't mean to fart in front of him, but she like I just it was such like a light and airy book that yes, but it was so wholesome at the same time. Yes, it was so good. I also really do love that she like her best friend Marissa. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, if you're my best friend, when an issue arises, they label it as, like, a Dorito level mm-hmm. or or a day wine level. And I'm yeah. like, who are these people? Because we need to be friends with them. Yeah. No, like, I honestly feel like these are real people that we can hang out with. Yes. Where are you? Like, <laughs> I, I want to, honestly, like, if Farley was real, she'd be my new best friend. Seriously. It would be the BFF bookcast with Teresa and Farley. Fuck you. <laughs> And so, like, the other two female comedians, and I'm an ass right now because I'm completely drawing a blank. Kara and Shauna. Yes, thank you. Wow. Kara was giving me very big Ali Wong vibes. I could not place who I pictured Shauna as. I hear the name Shauna, and I think of my hometown friend named Shauna. Was that her name, Shauna? (laughs) But she spells it differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't get, like, a vibe on them either. I don't know why. Like, Oh, no, like, I, like, immediately was, like, I was, like, Kara is Ali Wong. Okay. Like, that, she's, like, a mom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, the whole, that's who I was getting that vibe from. Um, I think it was just way too focused on, um, Meyer and Farley to even start to. Fucking I also, Meyer. just, like, thinking of, like, Farley and her comments, like, the natural deodorant comment, too, that she was throwing out there. Oh, I mean, and I tried natural deodorant, and the same thing. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Like, it's, I I have to find the quote, because it's, like, a level of stink she talks about. Yeah. To start trying natural deodorant this week, you know, because the regular stuff just has all kinds of chemicals and is actually pretty toxic. And then it didn't take long for me to sign, and I'd rather die a little bit sooner with some of the crap in my system that gained a few extra years having to smell the toxic. And I was just, yes. again, I was just rolling. I was like, what is this? Oh, wait. Also, I'm dying. So the swimsuit, I had the I had the quote. Oh, did you? What in the, and then he goes, your swimsuit? He says, shaking. He said, oh, I looked down at the one piece with hairy nipples and a beer belly printed on it. I got this because I kept catching Arthur in 4D staring at me while I swim. I smile proud of my ingenuity. Not feet, no feet for free and all that. <laughs> And I say, like, no feet for free. Like, I, I, like, it's so, I don't know. I just think it's so funny. She, she was, she was a girl, like, after my own heart, honestly. Because, like, it's gross stuff, like, just because we're females, it doesn't mean. Right. We don't stink sometimes and we don't Well, so she said, like. You didn't fart for years when we were dating Gil. I still don't. (laughs) I don't have, I don't do that. I would never do that. I don't even have a butt. I don't have a butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, so right in the beginning too, um, she like kind of is like talking about how it's like it's harder for a female comic like in the industry or like it's just hard for females to be funny. It's like a turnoff sometimes for guys to date a funny girl like a lot. I mean, like that's not any man that I want to ever be around, but they're like, oh, women can't be funny. And she says, men are afraid of women being funnier than them and women are afraid of, oh, I don't know, being oppressed, beaten, raped, or killed by men. But look out, funny chick here might follow you down an alley and make you chuckle without consent. Like, it's so true. true. Like, I, I, everyone knows, like, somebody, whether it be a girl who dated somebody or just a guy in general who was, like, almost, like, turned off by, like, a girl being funny. Like, you see even, like, people on TikTok, like, some girls are even this way. They're like, oh, men don't want, like, a loud girl. Like, they want somebody demure and quiet. Like, no. no. Fuck that. Do you hear how and loud ha- I am? Do we bitch, know how loud same. I cackle? I'm, I'm screaming fuck on the top of my lungs. I curse. In like, pub- it's, yeah. it's pretty... My mom just stares at me sometimes. She's like, what did I do? It's <laughs> alarming how loud and obnoxious I can be in public. You put cones on your head in public. Yeah, and if you don't like it, get out. You're not. You don't know what. You don't know humor. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. Um, this was a slow burn. It was a slow burn. 
I was so here for it. Also, dual POV. So we do get uh, Meyer's perspective, I which I love. Very excited for that when we started to get that. Yeah. It changed the game. And at first, you're only getting Meyer's point of view in the past. So yes. you're getting Farley in the in present day. And then you're getting Meyer three years prior from like the point that they met leading up to present day. And then you're getting both of them in present day. And at day. first I wasn't, not that I say, I'm not going to say I didn't like it because I really loved it. Yeah. I didn't understand why at first, but then you really start to understand that even though Farley is crushing on him on the side, it starts to build the whole backstory of how he truly was actually crushing on her from the get-go also. Yes. And when you find out that he got the no, umbrella the, no, tattoo. No, don't. Yeah. I, let's take a moment of silence for our deceased bodies. Okay, we're back. Um, <laughs> the umbrella tattoo. The umbrella and tattoo. she never knew because it was on his thigh. So like upper thigh. So she only saw when she saw that dick. And um, what a pleasant surprise. So the first day that they met. Okay, so the reason why Meyer. And yes. I assume that you've read this. No, the reason why he was having his daughter's birthday party at the comedy club was because it was like a rainy day. They were supposed to go to the water park. They obviously couldn't go. Um, his daughter and her friends are having a horrible time because he has no idea how to relate to like 12-year-old girls or however old she was at the time. And Farley comes in with her big-ass personality. I can like see her flinging the door, door open. Yes. Like, it's a scene. Yes. Like, I feel like every room she enters, like... Even unintentionally, she just, like, draws the draws attention. The attention. Um, and she gives Hazel an umbrella tattoo on her hand, like a temporary tattoo. And Hazel is, like, running around, like, all day showing it to everybody. She's, like, obsessed. And there's a backstory with, like, Hazel with her umbrella with her mom and everything. But that was, like, a moment when Meyer was, like, I think he like, he fell from her right from the beginning, and it had a lot to do with the way that she treated his daughter. So he got the temporary tattoo that he, that Farley gave Hazel on his thigh. Died. Wait. And the reason why she entered the club was had to do with her with her umbrella breaking. So it all comes back to the umbrella. So cute. Um, I also, uh, you know, one more funny quote. I feel like because yeah, just this was a laughable book. I love when she gets to the bar. It's a little, again, 11% in and miss. What, and she's, they're sitting down, so the, the waiter comes over to take their order. She's like, miss, what kind of beer? The waitress asks patiently. Oh, alcoholic, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, she has no idea about beer. Yeah. So she like, I just was like, this and, is terrific. And Meyer is like, you don't like beer or whatever. He's like, just get her something lemony. And then it, every time they're out, he's always like, oh, get her something lemony. She like drinks like a lemon drink like one time. And yeah. he thinks it's her favorite. So he always it's orders her something with like lemon. And she's like, I don't even like it. But I love that he like thinks, like, that. thinks that that's my favorite. So she just like goes along with it. Mm. And who I hasn't done that? that? Uh, yeah. Um, what was I just going to say? I'm- oh, wait, no. So the, the funny feeling quote. Um, I've got a funny feeling this is the start of something great. It's so good. I know. I know. And I love when they start fake dating. He obviously wasn't hesitant at all to join in. But the sushi scene where they're they're holding hands. Yes. And then she realizes as they're eating, he's using a fork and he's using it in, in his hand that he's not holding her hand in. He's using it. He's opposite hand. Yeah. Like his non-dominant hand. hand. I was going to say that, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to come out correct. He didn't want to let go of her hand to eat with his chopsticks. So he used his non-dominant hand in a fork to eat his sushi. And he also too, I love that he was like, what he's like, you're like, you're in the driver's seat here, whatever you're comfortable with. If you want to touch me, like you can like, he gave her all of the power and like, that's just a man. That's a man. That's a man. It's a man. Do you, weird question, because I used to, I'm sure we all like probably waitressed back in the day. Well, no, never. But go on. <laughs> I know you did it, Vince, which is so funny, but maybe, maybe others do. Like, normal. <laughs> well, you said we all. I, okay, I worked in an ice cream shop. That's not a waitress. <clears throat> and I worked at um, a summer camp, and I worked at the you mall. Work with children. Yeah, children, kids love me. I was actually so mean to them. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> they were mean bullies. Sidebar. They were mean. They were like, "Why does your why why do you like why does your hair look like that? You have a big nose." You, I said, "When you get older, if you talk to people like that, you're gonna have no friends." 
And they, and I, I mean, they used to, I mean, it's words of wisdom, I guess. Yeah, I was helping them out. You can't treat people like that. No, you can't. You can't be mean. Yeah. Because you don't want people to be mean back to you. Exactly. I was a great ca- camp counselor. <laughs> Learning old. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> I back on, back on track. I sit across from. Across? Across. <laughs> Friday at like what time? I'm delusional. I sit across from the person I'm eating with. Like if you and I went to go get dinner together, yes. like I'm sitting across from you. Yes. Why do people sit next to each other? Oh, that I had the hardest time. I don't to each his own. You do you. I like Nothing when it's like a it. like a small square table where you can sit. If you're like in the corner, yeah, I understand that. I will do that as well. But it, like I'm talking like a long no, I know, yeah. table, same side. Like in a booth. Yeah, like I don't want to turn my head like that and look at you to talk. Also, I hate myself from this. Like I hate my profile. So same. under no uncertain circumstances. I look like a, I think I look like a turtle. I look like Shrek from the side. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I feel like Gil and I have very similar profiles. Um, okay. I mean, you have very defined jaws. I mean, that that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, because like I don't look like Gil at all. Like, no, that's, no that's why I'm like trying like, to find. Like, I feel like the, the okay. Look at the shape of the face. I feel like there's like. Yeah, you have great profile. Oh, I hate my profile. I feel like I look like a pterodactyl. Okay, well, first of all, you don't. Second of all, if I'm like, yeah, your profile sucks, that also means that I think my husband's ugly from the side. <laughs> he's ugly from the front. From the side, he's great. <laughs> Gil can only face the side. Honestly, um, I'm gonna throw in Gil jabs every. Um, Every time we podcast to see if he actually listens. Tom listens. Gil Tom just listened us. to the first spilling the tea. When what we were think? Oh, he thought it was good, but he was like, uh, why were you guys making fun of me for mowing the lawn? I was like, You were hung over. That's what we were saying. Yeah, we were I wasn't like, Oh, Gil doesn't know how to mow the lawn. <laughs> I love how um his mom listens and loves yes. to oh. text the two of us about hey, Deb. Hey, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> we love that you listen. Thanks. <laughs> but and I also like that you text the two of us. Um, I also really liked this quote. It's a hell of a start being able to recognize what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're very wrapped up in pleasing others at times, yep. especially at work and just like in general life. Like you want to please your partner, you want to please like your parents, your friends, all that stuff. But like I think it's super important to kind of hone back in and recognize what makes you happy. Yes. I just really liked that. No, I like that. Um, so at the beginning of every chapter, Tara put a quote oh, from a different yeah. comedian. Um, so one of them was a Chelsea Handler quote, and it said, the love that comes from friendship is the underlying facet of a happy life. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're talking about me right now. Thank you. Well, yes, <laughs> that. But I also um, was thinking in terms of like how mo- like I think every good and stable relationship starts out like has a foundation of friendship absolutely like Tom i feel like my best friend right exactly and i so i highlighted that i just i just i really liked it and i was actually surprised that that came from chelsea handler um whom i love but i didn't think she was so I insightful one of them too, and i honestly don't know which one it was but that's okay um also when meyer kisses her hand Ugh. and he goes i kissed her goddamn hand like some stuffy victorian psycho before promptly turning on my heel and practically speed walking to my car like you just know he felt so, so awkward yeah. and he probably like, like was up in bed all night like why the fuck did, did I, I kiss that? her hand i love that like i love that like you find out like he hasn't had sex in four years like, yeah he since just, he met her yeah but like i did which is oh my god I love the part two where he was, it was like after, it was like his first time out. So Meyer basically, I guess, had like a one night stand with Hazel's mom. Um, He didn't even know that she was like pregnant and she died during childbirth. So he was kind of just like, oh, by the way, here's your kid. Like he had no time to prepare, nothing. And he kind of just like took the reins and like that was his whole life. Um, And the first date he went on, he cried and Hazel was like, said something. And he was like, oh no, like we still had sex. And, like, it's just, like, so funny because if a man brought a woman out on a date and she cried. Oh, game over. He would take her right home. Yeah, like, we're done. But a take girl. Take her home, you might be like, you can go get yourself a new Right, yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, I have to go. Go. Yeah. go. Um, when a guy cries, it's like. The girl was like, oh, my God. Feelings. feelings. Yeah. Emotions. I have to fix him. You know. But, I, yeah, I was cracking up. I also, I would have loved to have known why the name Hazel came to his mind when he named his daughter. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. 
supposed to do it over here? Being a little psycho. That's winning. Um, I was going to say something else. Now, but Hazel. Do you, I mean. I do... really loved that girl. That little girl was She like, was so funny. She was comical. She was so funny. Even like when she like schooled her. I mean, dad, how like, could she. What did you do to Farley? Like, how could she not be funny with those two in her life? Exactly. Like you have to be. Yeah. Like Meyer is the kind of funny, like. I feel like if I if he was like a real person in real life, I'd have the biggest crush on Same. him. He's like very dry. Yes. And like, like I love that. I love that. Um, I highlight this for you, and I'm one million percent sure that you highlighted this as well. Let's hear it. There's a Swifty song for everyone. Mm-hmm. There I is. Really, I was really giggling, and I was like, so was like, you know yeah. when authors? I feel like it changes. It depends. It depends on the mood. Yeah. Continue, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I was going to say, whenever authors put a playlist in the beginning of a book, I scroll for a Taylor Swift song. And if there is one on the playlist, I automatically know I'm going to like the book. I hope hope (laughs) that that got picked up on the microphone. Yeah, You know, what book just Entangled had one? Entangled had one. Um, I think Twisted Lies just had one. Um... A lot of books. I mean, how can you? Not, there's a Taylor Swift song for every occasion. There really is. She's she's a goddess. And her. I was like so offended. I mean, Farley didn't like him. She dated him for a little bit, but when that that guy was like hitting on her at the bar, like her ex boyfriend. Yeah. That's I think when she says the the, yeah. the Swifty comment, song, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, yours must be me." I'm sorry. We're not picking the worst Taylor Swift song on record to explain my girl Farley. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was a bad one. That's the only. That's the only. That's, that's one. Of, there's like five. I'll. Li- I will listen to them. I'm never gonna say Taylor Swift song is bad. There are five that aren't good, and that is the Every worst time of I the get not into good Teresa's ones. Car, ten times out of ten times, <laughs> Taylor Swift is playing. Yeah, it's really a mix between <laughs> Taylor Swift is always playing because I have the Fearless CD in my seat. Like my car is a CD player. Um, but I'm typically only ever listening to Taylor Swift or Harry Styles when I'm driving, if I'm not listening to an audiobook. Um, I also like, because clearly Farley has a big personality. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, like, what were you saying earlier? I'm sorry, I just lost my whole train of thought. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Hold on. Let me regroup. Re- let me regroup. Literally, feel like the oldest human being in this world. I had the best, like, segue back to something you were saying about a female like, they can't be funny, like, you can't be loud, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Farley's mom passed away. Yes. And Farley clearly has a very big personality. And her mom's, like, she was, I guess there was this in the middle of a conversation with her mom. I was always going to have big feelings, and it was going mm-hmm. to be up to me to make sure they were worth it. She told me. Yes, I have mom, this I too. I was going to have to learn to wear those feelings proudly without doing damage to things or people I love, that I'd only hurt myself in the process if I did. Yeah. And it's so true, because I feel like, Especially, like, you and I, I wouldn't say we have extremely big personalities. I definitely don't have a big personality. But I'm, I'm loud. Yes. And I can be, like, a little... Well, and I think, like, the part that, of the quote that I liked a lot with that, with what her mom said, was, like, sometimes when you're mad or, like, you're upset, you say things that you don't mean. And then you feel worse about hurting somebody that you love over something that was, like, a fleeting feeling. Um, and I feel like everybody can relate to that. Absolutely. So why my mama taught me to think before. I know. Um. Oh, also, okay. So when Meyer says to her, you know, you have the best smile. It's really hard not to automatically smile back, even when it's one of your sadder ones. And then I think that's when they're in Las Vegas. Yes. And then they go out and they drink and whatever. And he is watching her. He's just like watching her. And he says, she chews a supremely large bite of her burger with a moan, eyes closed, balloon hat askew, cheese and sauce on her chin. That's mine, I think. She's mine. So cute. I also love their um, I've got you. Mm-hmm. Always. You do. I've got you too. And they say it to each other a lot. I know. I know. It's so cute. And then when, oh, aren't you on a plane? It made me so happy. <laughs> I'm not. He flushed and breathing hard. On a plane, I mean. Then what? Well, for one, I forgot my bag. Oh, okay. Well, don't forget it again. I try to laugh. It comes out high-pitched. And two, another step. I want to kiss you again. Oh, my God. I know. I love it so much. 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 I love it
like he was leaving. That, that was like what's funny too. Like she's like, oh, I don't want to tell him to stay. I know he has to get back to Hazel. Yeah. And he's like, I want her to tell me to stay. And they're both like playing this like fucking game I where know. like neither of them want to like tell each yeah. other. And he's on his way. He forgets. He's so frazzled when he leaves. He forgets his bag. And he's on his way to the airport. And he's like, I need to kiss her again. Because they kiss for the first time right before he's about to leave. It's everything. I also really liked that. Because, again, she clearly has some issues that she's working through with dealing with emotions, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do like that because they're best friends. Like, I can very much, I I know immediately when you're in a mood, like, and what kind of mood you're in. Yeah. You could say the same about me. Right. Like, you pick up on those things. Like, he'll be like, okay, talk to me. You have to talk to me. Yes. Like, he knows, like, he he gets it out of her. And I was happy that, like, though she might be a little hesitant, she does, for the most part at times, like, come forth with what she's feeling. Yeah. Like, didn't go to the full she, like, I mean, yeah, she's never like, oh, I'm madly in love with you, yeah. but she is very open yeah. with him about what's going... on. mature yes. writing, which I, again, we love a mature writing style. Yes, and this is, I mean, I, I think that this is more mature as well, but there's so many, so there is some spice in this book. Yes. Um, I think it was done really well. There's a lot of these books, and like, I just finished Twisted Lies, and I'm obsessed with those four books. But a lot of the scenes are like, it's like very exaggerated, dirty talk. Every time the girl comes, she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Like <laughs> he literally, like the the first time you know they're together, he says she blushes blushes when she comes. A watercolor pink that spreads across her chest. She does it quiet quietly with a breathy groan, like the first stretch after waking. It's all I can do to not try to coax another one from her, start collecting them, whatever. But it just felt like so, like, it felt so real to me. Like, yeah. all of their encounters, like, felt like it could happen in real life. Yeah. Not that what happens in Twisted Lies doesn't happen in real life. This just feels more, like, it felt, like, more natural. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I'm making you go seven times in a row. Ro- screaming. Screaming, the yes. The orgasms you've ever had in your life. You've had like, 15 orgasms, and yeah. he hasn't come yet. And yeah. you're just like, <laughs> that I'm has never happened in history. <laughs> Like you would, it would just, it's just, no, I was like, this like is a very like realistic, I think, depiction of like an adult relationship. And I don't know. I just, it just, it, it felt more real to me. The whole relationship felt very real. I, yeah, I agree. Um, I also love the the quotes of like, I want to be some, I want someone to love me enough to be completely stupid with me. Yes. And it's so true. Cause I feel like the best time sometimes, I'm sure you can say the same things for you and Gil, which I'll gag over in a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just sometimes, like, just being together and being, like, silly. We're, I mean, like, I hate like, this, like, a, but we're always, like, weird and goofy together. Same, and I, like, it's so fun. Like, and it can be at, like, the stupidest times. It can be on a couch and the, the car drives. Yeah. And, like, I feel like a lot of my memories of Tom are, like, goofy, stupid, just yes. silly out of the blue memory. And he said, like, the only person I want to be stupid with is you. I know. I love it. Um, I want to be stupid, embarrassing with love. I just, oh. And then <clears throat> we said it earlier how she was, like, worried about him finding her, like, sexy because of her humor. And he's like, so if you're worried about me thinking about you in those terms, if you don't think I find you painfully sexy, the kind of sexy that haunts and colors my every thought, you're misinformed. You might be funny, but not even you are funny enough to distract me from all of that. I want to read this again. It's so it's good. It's so good. Oh, I love also that, um, again, it, I think it's just cool when, like, the authors kind of round out. It's it's literally like a comedy show. Like, they yes. start something off, and then they close out, like, the beginning comic. Yes. And Tara, bless you. Like, I want to squeeze you, because you're just brilliant. I, <laughs> your comedy. I know. <laughs> but, like, these are my puddle people, the ones who will go splash around with me when I can. Yeah. It, like, all ties into each and other. And it's, I just... And her and Hazel jump in the puddles together, too. Yes, that's... And, like, that's when he, like, again, just more reasons to fall in love with her. Yes. Oh. And I love that Lance, the bar owner, like, he knows yeah. how Meyer feels about Farley. Because he went to him to go ask questions. Yes. And then, like, Marissa knows how Farley feels about Meyer. Like, nobody is telling... Like, I'm Nobody's sorry. <laughs> if you were, like, I'm in love with Tom... And, well, <laughs> well like, no, no, but like, and like you and Tom weren't together, yeah. and like, I would be like Tom. Do you like Katie? Wait, I would so, totally metal. I would totally comedy. Yeah, because Tom always had a crush on me. I've known Tom since I was twelve because he's Tom. Uh, he's Gil, who's Teresa's husband's best friend, and Gil's older brother Jay. Yeah, they're best friends. 
So Tom always, you know, Tom always had a crush on me. But I always crushed on Tom. So I feel like... Yeah, but we, like, told, like... I, I mean, I, you guys told all of us. Yes. Like, I knew how Tom felt. I would never be, like... I mean, like, I understood, like, but I would, like, if like if I was Marissa, I'd be, like, tomorrow, I'd be, like, oh, my God, you and Farley are, like, so... Like, I would, like, I she's there, she, like, lives there because she, like, yeah. takes care of Hazel. I would 100% be meddling. Same. I literally won't look at Mara and be, like, you're stupid. What are you doing? Yeah. Speaking of Marissa, I related to her so much with one thing. Let's hear it. It was when when she wears the essentially a hazmat suit when someone is sick. Oh yeah. I am deathly afraid of the stomach bug. Yeah. You know my feelings about throwing up. I call my mom. It could be four o'clock in the morning, and I'll be crying in tears, holding a toilet with the, the phone on, and my mom on the other line because I hate throwing up. I have not had a stomach virus in a long time, well, but knock and knock hard. Well, as I say, but I get my hangover vomits for yeah. like which last for like five hours. So I feel like that's why I don't drink. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been a year since the last time it happened. No, um, the last time it happened, I was at my brother's, and I was vomiting all like his poor garbage can, his poor dog, poor Louie. <laughs> he was just like sitting there like watching me, and I was like, "You better, you better fucking go away. I'm gonna vomit on you, boy." Oh my god. Um, yeah. Um, he uses her middle name at one point. Yes. And she how goes. Do you, how do you say it? I forget what was it. It was like. It's not Amelia. Oh, Emily, I think. That's okay. That's how I was saying. I was like, that's actually a really freaking cool name. Yeah, she goes, "Don't use my middle name. That's cheating." And then, like to herself, she goes, "It makes me feel feminine and lovely, which makes the reptilian part of my brain want to follow it up with a burp." And I, it's so good. (laughs) I like related to that. It's like the same time like somebody like compliments you, and you're like, "No, I'm disgusting." (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was, like, my wedding day, and they're, like, you look beautiful. And I'm, like, yeah, well, that's because I paid a lot of money to look like this. Like, you can't just, like, accept, Such like, a, a, something, like, like nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I love when he says things, like, I reminded myself the entire plane ride home how impossible it is that you can want me as much as I want you. Yeah. Like, I don't think he thought that he was, like, worthy of he, her. He didn't think he was worthy of her. Which, like... And I think he was, like, oh, I'm old and, like, washed up and I have this kid. Mind you, he's 35, which is only a few years older than us. <laughs> I, I know. That's why every time I was, like, Meyer, no, be We're my boyfriend. Old and washed no. Up. And then, um, they, like, never... Like, they have known each other for three years. They spend all their holidays together besides New Year's. And, like, so he goes... Oh. He goes to her, his parents on New Year's this year, like, present day with Hazel. And... This is after that they kind of already, like, kind of, like, actually admitted their feelings for each other. And she's like, isn't it weird we've never spent New Year's together? And he was like, I think subconsciously, like, I didn't want to spend New Year's with you if I couldn't kiss you. And this is the first year that he can kiss her, but he's not with her. So he's in Ohio. She's in California. She's like, they ring in the New Year, the Ohio time together. They say their goodbyes, whatever. It's like midnight. Go to sleep. She gets a phone call at midnight her time. And he says, I wanted to spend New Year's together twice. Make up for the ones that we didn't. Like, what guy thinks of that? Only the kind written by a woman. I know. You're so right. <laughs> um, also, do you really have no idea how fucking beautiful you are or how much I care about you? How much you mean to me? To us. To us. <laughs> I imagine you bare and bent over for me at least every single day. And then wait, and then it's followed with fuck me up with some mozzarella. Tara, yes. I love you. Yes. <laughs> that's, when, yeah, that's, that's when he like shows up at her house yeah. and he's like eating like the shredded cheese from the bag. I love how he comes in like he's manic. He's like yes. starving. He like needs something to eat. I mean, he's like, she's like sitting there and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, she's trying to make him the s'mores bars, which Tara, if you have that recipe, DM yeah. it to me. Um, and yeah, he's like eating shredded cheese out of a bag, like a gremlin. But it's like shit. It's real life. Yeah, like who does not come home sometimes just hangry as fuck? And, and it's I love like, get out of my way. Yes, I need to eat now and it's like the most random stuff you grab. Yes, like, I feel like I come here and I'm like I eat a pickle and then like your popcorn. Oh, because I never, I never have like a full like meal or snack. It's always just like random like little things. That's the best kind of snack. I, don't I know. I have here. Yeah, I whisper it back to her under my breath. Sometimes I mouth it to her when she's on stage. That was what we were saying about the I love yous. How he's just like. Really? Um, oh, wait! I was, di- <laughs> I was dying at this one. And you know what? Most women in bangs have a complicated history too. Yeah, it's so true. Every girl that like, cuts their hair, it's because of something. And yes, like, bangs. What happened to you, girlfriend? That you want to do bangs? If I ever show up with bangs, you <laughs> so know bad. something bad happened. <laughs> um, I was so fucking lonely before you found us. Like, 
Meyer, stop. I know. Um, his eyes grow misty and he... Pre- oh, when... Okay, so the first time she says, I love you to him, she signs it as well and she presses... And, like, she, like, shows yes. it to him and then he signs it back and he presses it into her chest and he says, I love you too. I'm just... I'm deceased on the inside. Like, when, like... When she signed it to him and said it, I was like, oh, that's so wonderful, like, beautiful with, like, yeah. Hazel. But then, like, when he did it back, when he, like, put it over her heart, I, I was like... <laughs> I also love that, like, in the end, she really does kind of come around mm, to mm-hmm. um, stating her feelings. I love you, Meyer. I think I knew I was going to love you from the first day I watched you stomp in puddles with a gaggle of seven-year-old girls. I love you for the man you are, the father you are, and the friend you've been to me. I was so lonely before I found you guys, too. That's so good. And, like, throughout the story, too, like, there's times when she is, like, doubting herself. And she, like, looks to him and he gives her that, like, boost that she needs. Um, And unbeknownst to her, he's trying to get out of managing her because he's, like, it's, one, I think it's too much for him to travel with Hazel. But, two, he, like, really wants his relationship to work. And he was, like, I don't want to be a business partner and like a partner and real he didn't tell her so that was like obviously like the thing that like you know the third act whatever yeah. um but i understood that uh where was i going with this oh so she has to like you know go on this like tour kind of by herself like she's with the other girls and she has her new manager who she really likes admire approved the manager for her and like he had a lot of like he did like her contract behind her back basically like setting her up for success um but like she says, like basically, I've always had to, I've always had to come. Up, wow, hold on. I've always had to come upon and fight for my confidence on my own. It should never have been his responsibility, even if he played a role in me finding it in the first place. So like, because of him, she was able to find this like confidence that she needed to be able to like be successful. Um, and I think it was like awesome that he was able to get her there. But then her being like, you know what? I don't actually need him. Like, all I need is myself to be able to do the, these things. And I just, I love that. I like that, that too. Because it's true. Like, I think you tend to start relying on someone. Mm-hmm. You don't mean to do it as, like, a It's like a crutch, crutch. yeah. But at the same time, too, again, like, I'm sure you turn to guilt for a lot of things. Yeah. it's just, like, your person, you, that's who you turn to. Like, or, like, of course. Or, like, on my life, I'm like, oh, my God, I need someone's, like, thought process, too. Like, I might call you. Like, it's just like, yeah. a typical thing to do. But, yeah, it's nice to see, like. Like, her know. success is based on her own ability not on like somebody else's ability to give it to her like yeah it was great to get her to that point and it's of course he'll always like he always says I always have you but like she can do it on her own she doesn't need anybody else to be able to help her be successful this was just such a good point it was and then to oh okay so hazel dancing oh my god and what they say to each other What I don't hear, I feel. What they lack knowing, I make up for in showing. And it means you have to do your best to show her. And if she doesn't get it still, then, well, like, whatever. It's about, like, the whole thing with, like, Meyer and Faye. But I love that. I love that Hazel said that to him, though. What I don't hear, I feel. What they lack in knowing, I make up in showing. And I love, too, that, like, Hazel wanted to dance. Meyer was, like, very weary about it because, you know, she's deaf. And he was like, I don't want her to be, like... Put, like, I don't want her to put herself out there and be made fun of or not be able to do something. And Hazel's like, you got to let her try it. And Hazel, like, learns all the dances. I mean, Farley learns all the dances so that she can show Hazel and that they can practice together. And, like, like she was Hazel's mom. Literally. I just thought that was, like, such a I nice loved, like, the thing. family dynamic with really the three of them. I really the family dynamic of it. Like, someone stepping in and just, like, not even realizing she's probably doing all this, but just truly loved <clears throat> yeah. Hazel for Hazel and just wanted to be a part of everything yeah i also love that you i guess because even meyer was admitting to himself that like he kind of i wouldn't say the word sheltered hazel but kind of kept her just to himself not even seeing grandparents or cousins very often and then i think it even kind of helped him too with the tour because then he got to bring hazel to his grandparent the grandparents house yes she could hang out the cousins and you yes. like the parents were all like excited and even with farley sitting on meyer's lap like yeah they're even more it was just i don't know it was really a feel-good book. I mean, there was obviously things that were sad about it, like Farley like losing her mom, but for the most part, yeah, it was so good. It was, oh my gosh. It was so good. I'm like thinking like if there's anything else that I haven't thought of yet. I know. I feel like I was just highlighting things because like I just need to 
highlight things. <laughs> Wait, no, he, oh, what did he do? He did something. I forgot what led up to this. Maybe you'll like remember. Ovaries can't make sounds internally, right? Like how his stomach growls. His ears pre- press close to them. I can practically feel my oh, eggs yeah. screaming in tiny cartoon voices. We're in here. Save us from this world. Be this, be spinster, she devil. <laughs> Let us not waste in vain. It's so good. Like how many times have like you been like reading something or like whatever and you're like, oh my God, like every, my ovaries are exploding. Like my friend sent me a picture of her baby and I'm like, my uterus just fell out. No, you know what my doing is? And I'm sure you'll agree with me when Tom holds a baby. Oh, yes. Like when Tom holds his godson. I'm men like, can oh do like men can do the bare minimum. Bare minimum. And I'm like, my ovaries, ovaries. are I'm like, I feel them throbbing in my yes. stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I feel myself ovulating right, right now. now. We need to leave right, right now. now. <laughs> but it's so true. But like, I'm sure my mom like holding a kid. Tom's like, cool. Katie's holding a kid. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. A good dad is, it's a weak spot. It is a weak spot. That was um definitely off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes. What's the last book of the off-campus series with Sabrina and... Um... The last book that you read. Not the last book. Of the off-campus. Oh, off-campus. Yeah, Sabrina and Tucker. Yeah, Sabrina and Tucker. Whatever that book title is. Yes. That's like he... he The goal. The goal. Um, I think think they were talking about how like when Tucker's pushing the baby carriage, like he's a chick magnet. Yeah. Like like, even like his friends are like, can we take the baby for a walk? Yeah. We're chick magnets with this baby. It's so true. Yes. Like we see see a nice young gentleman pushing a stroller. We're like, oh. Single dads. (laughs) Young single dads. That is, I need, I need more stories. I need more like mid 30 year old men, like, and like, and late 20, early 30 year old females. That's what I need. Yeah. Cause it's relatable, but also I like the majority of it, which you also then need to read the freaking Edens. I know. Well, I have the first one. And Juniper Hill. And the third one's coming out this month. Well, I have a lot I got to get to. We have, we have just so much to get to. And I'm over here. We're both over here talking about how I want to read like witchy books to prep for October. Well, you're, you're, yeah. She's like, I got to get my October. I'm like, it's July seven. You know, I feel about Christmas. (laughs) And no, Katie, tell us. No, I know. I mean, I like Christmas, but I love Halloween. I love Christmas. I mean, the dishes are done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I have so much that I want to read. And you want to do those homeware mystery things. I mean, no, that's for October. I'm talking about now. I gotta do. I want to do the Eden. I want to do the Edens. I want to finish the Addicted Callaway Sister series. There's just too much, too many books, too, too, too little time. And I want to read now. Rootbound. I have it downloaded on my Kindle. Freaking it's I. just too much. Honestly. I know. How does one have time to get all of this? I mean, it's July 8th when we're recording, and I think we've both finished five books already. So I think I think we're doing well. We're doing very well. I wish there was more. So even looking today too. I mean, I know we spoke about how Audible is so expensive, but again, I love an audiobook. Mm-hmm. But I wish there was just more available. Because I was again, because I'm psychotic and I want to do a witchy book now. Um, there, everything that I was finding from fellow book talker recommendations, there is nothing available on Audible. Yeah, I don't know. I can't help you with that. My new thing is finding anything that's Kindle Unlimited with audio. That's smart. And just maybe I'll actually, I have not. I actually didn't look into that. Yet. Um, I need to do that first. We told you, Mary and I said to do the um, Miles High series. I know that's you know what, but I'm not feeling. I'm not in the mood, as you will, to yeah. read that. But I do have Good Girl Complex downloaded as well on Audible because I'm going to listen to that next. I like the book a lot. Um, But I am going to have to, I know you guys always talk about this, but I really need to look into my Amazon so I can do Kindle Unlimited to see if any of those witchy books I'm talking about have that option. They might. They might. Or you might find one that's not recommended by somebody in our comments, but they have a lot. They have like mysteries and thrillers. They have a lot on there. They have like coho books, so. They have everything. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to do a coho book, so. I just want you to like read Ugly Love at work. I think if I, if I get enough people <laughs> to slide into our DMs saying to do it, I will record a beginning <laughs> TikTok or video of some sort. And I will show you why I don't read emotional damaging books because I am the ugliest crier. Ugly in general. Duh. 
my beauty does not even come near your beauty. We know that. I mean, at least we're on the same page there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's just like a blubbery mess of horribleness. Yeah. And then I wallow in my own self-pity. I love that for you. Um, But thanks for the recommendation. But if I do get enough people to say you should do it, then maybe I will. All right. Well, you heard her. You you heard it here first, girls. You heard it um, here first. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, what is your final rating oh, for it was Funny a five Feelings? Out of five. Yeah, like, like a million out of five. Literally, it, this was so fucking good. It was so good. Uh, like when I say top book of the year, like it's gonna be a top. Does this beat out book lovers? <sighs> I'm gonna have to reread both of them. Mm. Book lovers. I don't. Now that was. That was mean. I can't Sorry. pick. I can't pick one over the other. I was thinking about that the whole time we were talking. I was like, because we felt this way about book lovers. I mean, I've read over a hundred books this do. year, so I think I'm allowed to pick both of them as top books of the year. You're correct. You, you know, House of Sky and Breath, Funny Feelings, Book Lover. It's. I haven't been giving a lot of five stars this year. I actually haven't either. So for me to give this one a five, means something. Yeah, I think I don't I, like to dish out a five star unless I'm like. Really? Yes. Um, like even War of Two Queens, I gave it. I think I gave it a five on Goodreads because they don't let you do half stars. Oh. But I think that in the comments, I was like, it's a four and a half, four seven five. Like that was not a five to me. This is a five. This is a five. This is a strong five. Yes, this was really good. It was really good. Like I really want to reread it, but I won't. Yes. No. Like if it's, a, is it on Audible? My favorite thing to no, do. It's not, I, I was, was gonna, gonna say, say okay. It up a couple days ago, just to see. I say my favorite thing to do is when I finish a book I really love is to download it on Audible and re-listen to it. So, <laughs> but it's not there. So I guess I'm saving a little bit of money. Yes. Um, anything all. else you want to add about Funny Feelings by Tara Dewitt? Um, please go read it. <laughs> I was like, seriously, please go read it and then slide into our DMs so we could talk about it. Yes, please. Thanks. Um, all right, that's it. We'll see you guys. Oh, so next week um, is another Spilling the Tea. Then we are doing Plated Prisoner. And we will announce our August schedule um, towards the end of July. Um, I will be on my honeymoon the first two weeks. And then I'm getting surgery on the 22nd. So we're going to maybe move some things around or pre-record. Yeah. You might be getting a little more Spilling the Tea, chit-chatting with us type of a thing. Yes. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. we will let you guys know the last week of July. But like we said, next week is Spilling the Tea. Week after is Plated Prisoner. So if you have not read all four of those, get your shit together, ladies. Now my stomach's making sounds. Oh my sounds. God, that was insane. That was, it's not, you know what? You're just hungry for some Slade. That boy. If you want some really good dirty banter. Ugh. You got, you got, I mean, you got to wait like three books three to months, get it. But it is well worth, worth the wait. wait. If you like tension, you'll love. Like he is king of dirty banter. Save it for the podcast. Sorry. I'll turn it back. No, but he is. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers.